you had once said that your people had told you if you, if you, when you go down there, don't get those things put into you because we won't be able to take you out. Yeah, just that um, that w- that it was not a good idea. Avoid that if at all possible. Um, and and I was left kind of with this dangling uh, feeling of does that mean that you'll help me if I have to get it? <laughs> but there was no answer there. Um, the thing that I hear from them most often is use that consciousness, use that. That's your, that's your main thing. That's what you're, that's what you are. Um, and so I've, I've started finally to say, okay, you know, I don't think we're very powerful, including myself. Um, but things happen. Magic can happen. I've made some miracles. I've had some miracles happen to me and for me, um, all done with consciousness. And, and I just, I know in my gut that that's where the, the answers are, all the answers, but um, we're not quite there yet. And, and that really is an issue. We have to not just develop our consciousness, but get more confident. And just um, yesterday and today, I was experimenting. Okay, I've done everything you can think of external to the self. Fiddled with this, explored that, tried that, used such and such, didn't do, um, ignored, da-da-da-da-da. What's left? The only thing left is what's inside And so at that point, I thought, okay, what if I just go inside, way deep inside, and I just become this conscious thing, moving through time and space? Uh, What happens? And as soon as I went inside, the whole reality shifted a little bit, and I popped out going, what happened? What was that? (laughs) So it was like, Oh, I I think there's something there, but I've been so busy and so many things stacked up that I haven't had a chance to go back and and go inside and and figure out what are the techniques and the strategies and the steps for going inside and still interacting with the outside. We do that, but not with very much consciousness. So that's where my experimenting is happening um, these days. Some of it because I think that's the next step. And some of it because I'm looking at what's being offered to us out there and going, whoa, no, thank you. (laughs) Um, How do I become invisible if I need to? How do I, um, you know, not draw that to myself? What's involved in that? So... If I get a little further or come up with some, oh, do this, and then you'll see such and such, or you'll feel such and such, and allow that to either happen or pass, or when that occurs, do the next step, and I'll share that. So, but I think that's, um, as I was, this is a couple of weeks ago, I was reading something. Sometimes when I'm reading, maybe it was, I was thinking about something that I had read and, and, and the thought I had was if they could do that. And it was about um, Frank Stranges 
and his interactions with the ETs that um, Valiant Thor and others who were uh, here and he was interacting with Valiant and his team. And some guys in Nevada picked him up and, and took him out of the city and, and then were, they were going to beat him up. And I don't know what all they were going to do, but the team from Valiant's group came in and, and, um, and, you know, rescued Frank, number one, and then melted the tires on the car of the bad guys and then uh, reached through the window of that car and pull, or maybe it was through the window or through the trunk without opening the trunk or the window and just got Frank's briefcase and brought it out. And so if, if those things, if you can watch somebody do that, the question that I would have is, how the hell are you doing that? What is going on in consciousness that you can manipulate 3D stuff? So if it's a story that's not true, well, then we can say, okay, it was just made up. But if it is true, and, and I've seen some miracles that happen just like that, life and death things <laughs> that turn around or, you know, a cancer disappears or, um, you know, something awful that is in progress just stops. It's over. It's like, what happened? <laughs> um, that kind of thing. Then that's a signal that says we are capable of so much more. Why aren't we exploring that, practicing that, and etc. So that's what I'm playing with, thinking there's got to be a way of being that is um, able to manipulate three-dimensional physical stuff, you know, <laughs> um, and, and still be able to transcend some of the laws in a way that, some of the physical laws in a way that is very helpful. Um, so if there, if it can't be done, well, then I don't have any explanation for the miracles that have already happened. So um, it, if it can't be done, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out well enough to be able to say, try this, do that. What do you get? You know, and maybe it's a series of steps and we'll figure it out together. So there's a lot of talk out there, which I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a lot of talk out there that what's in the jab could actually be harmful in the long run. Some say that it's even intelligent, changes um, your DNA, et cetera, et cetera. Is right. that something that you're talking about that we could learn to change yeah. if we wanted to? Right, right. Now, some of that, um, if you want to change that, um, I, what I've observed over 73 years is that there are physical things here for every physical condition you can imagine. There's some sort of physical answer. Um, it's like every disease has its, its herb or its plant that will fix it, you know, that kind of thing. For every action, there's a reaction. And, and so um, if we all are vaccinated and, um, you know, that, that causes some adverse reactions, we're going to need our consciousness at the very least uh, 
in order to be able to um, reverse or to at least counterbalance some of those effects. What is that? What, what happens? What do we have to do? Um, and I'm sure there are, I know there are uh, solutions elsewhere, but they're not here. We're here. We are the ones that want the answers, want the changes. Um, if there's some benefits to that jab somewhere down the road, by all means, you know, let's figure out what those are. If there are none, then by all means, let's get beyond that uh, and stop that whole process. So, so my question is what you're talking about. Let's say, for example, hypothetically, that some of these things, because we just talked about AI before, okay? And okay. let's say hypothetically that some of this jab has some AI in it, whether okay. it's man-made AI or it's actually um, very, um, in, I don't want to say intelligence, but AI that uh, we should find another word for it, but is actually um, self-determining and has free will. I don't know which AI would be in there, but how can we counteract that? Because as you just said at the beginning is that we have not reached the point. We're not very powerful yet. Right. We could be. We're getting there. So if AI is here and we're still here, not because humans are bad, because there was a comment in the, in, in the, in the videos about that, said whoever talks about humans being less than AI should be listened to. That's not what you said at all. You were saying that at the point where we're at now, probably the AI that you know, they could be using, maybe not, is probably more advanced than we are. So how could we counteract that? Um, so let me reframe what you said just a little bit. Um, so every, so if you got a polio vaccine, that's a form of intelligence. That's a, an artificial injection of a different kind of intelligence that has a given effect, hopefully good. Um, and there's all sorts of things, tetanus, um, penicillin, those are all forms of intelligence. We have run into with this new jab, a, a form of intelligence that we are familiar with that is different. That's the only thing. It's not, I can see where you'd say, you know, we're down here and AI is up here. Um, but it's, that's, it's not the most helpful way of presenting that. It's that, oh, um, here's, here's this new kind of medicine that is, um, you know, it's, so let's speculate for just a minute. Want to go wild and crazy for a second? <laughs> so, um, so let's say that uh, there's 34 million people in the U.S. And let's say 50% of those people um, get this uh, new form of medicine, this mRNA, messenger ribonucleic acid, which is your copy machine for your DNA. And it inserts itself in and it starts changing you. And you're no longer suitable for this frequency zone, this reality system. So let's say 50% um, get that shot and they leave here. And we would all say, oh, they died. Oh my God, it's a tragedy. But when you have a huge group of people who all leave together, they have the option of 
developing their own reality system in a little different frequency range. And, and, and without the physical stuff, they're free to do some things with consciousness. The problem for, for those people is that a lot of people who got that shot are not the kind of people that are exploring consciousness. They're not out there doing the kinds of things, the exploration. Um, they're more followers than leaders, um, but there's still a huge, huge glump of consciousness that could go do something very remarkable in another reality system, which would constitute another dimension whose frequencies are a little bit different, okay? So that's the wild and crazy side of it, the potentials and the possibilities. If that doesn't happen, they all end up at various way stations and uh, it's a huge influx. And some of them, well, let's just not go there for the moment. Um, anyway, the, the issue for those who are left behind is, wow, they all died. Uh, we don't want that. We're going to learn something different. And so they, the ones who are left, develop their consciousness, develop their power, um, get familiar with what sort of, of counter do we have to have to use this, um, this shot, this new jab, um, and what it does, the form, the kind of intelligence that it offers so that we end up raising our power just a little bit, raising our consciousness, raising our capacity to meet another level of intelligence and deal with that in a way that is good all the way around. So then the people who left and are now coming back are coming back to a different world. They're coming back to a world that is, you know, they've skipped the step of having to do all the learning, all the figuring out, all the work, all the exploration, the research, the trial and error. They just come back and step right into it. But you're talking about the new earth right now. The people yes, who I stay am. to, okay. So very clearly you're talking about One the rebuild. Well, yeah, <laughs> the rebuilding process that, that you can either die and come back and reincarnate later into a changed world or you stay and you, know, you, right. you try to be part of the change. Right. Yeah. And you can ride, I'm going to use that term deliberately. You can ride each new version of reality without ever really having to do much work. Um, and, and you can do that for a long time, but eventually you're going to hit the wall and you're going to realize, uh, you know, I need to figure out what's going on in here, in here. Um, in your heart, in your mind, in your gut, in, in your body itself. So we progress a lot of three steps back, five steps forward, four steps back, you know, two steps forward, uh, back and forth. It's a slow process. You don't change a civilization very easily, but the key is to not die out altogether. You don't go back to where you have, you know, couple thousand people scattered around the planet who cannot communicate, don't have the science, and are basically scrambling to live just to stay alive. And if you don't have any reproducing females, it's over. So um, unless you are picked up 
by beings who are saying, oh, wow, you guys, you know, weren't you paying attention? <laughs> Did you not see what was coming? Uh, and they may try to help. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of, I guess how, I guess I'll call it, there's a lot of less, I uh, just put it plainly, lessons that we have to learn. So um, can you enumerate those lessons a little bit? Can you talk about those lessons? I think the number one lesson is has to do with understanding the the currency of your most powerful currency. That's consciousness. So when I said it, I think last night, I haven't said it for a long time, but you have to pay attention. You pay, you know, you, you, that literally you give some of your attention to something and that furthers whatever it is you're putting your attention on. So there've been times when I've thought, why are we talking about this um, coronavirus thing and this whole vaccine thing? Why don't we just say, well, what can we learn? Where are we going? Where do we wanna go? What, what's happening with consciousness? And instead we're inundated with the debilitating effects of this thing that doesn't exist, except in the form of the ordinary flu, which is a little bit worse than usual. And flu kills, especially if you're not healthy. Duh. So, um, so now I forget number, <laughs> number one. Um, what was the question you asked? What are the lessons? What are the main lessons that we need to learn? Right. Okay. The first one, yeah, was pay attention. The second thing is that you will have to spend some time exploring who and what you are. If you don't know thyself, then you don't know what you are. You don't know what you're capable of. I think the third thing is that you have to watch a wider range of beings and listen to a wider range of conversations than most people want to do. They, they're very much, they have their horse blinders on and they trot down the road, not looking to the left or the right because um, they don't want to be startled by anything, but they can't see the big picture. So that's the third lesson. You have to begin to look at the big picture. The fourth is you have to begin to recognize patterns. If you don't recognize the pattern, you don't see where you're going. And then next you have to have some kind of idea of where you've been. That's your history, your past. So we've talked about a lot of these things kind of in a disjointed way. But um, if you don't have a past, then you don't have a future. Um, the issue of that I hear a lot of people talk about is there's only the now moment. Yes, there's only the now moment for action, but there's still a past and a future. And that and what you did in the past brought you to the now and is going to direct where you're going in the future unless you intervene with your consciousness. And so the, the moment to act is now, um, not that there's only now. So, I mean, it's useful to say there's only a now when you're trying to get people to understand, seize the moment, seize the day. 
But beyond that, you have to, you know, if you're going to seize the day, you have to also keep a hold of or have your arms around the whole history of the self, where you've been, what you've learned, um, how much wisdom you've developed, how much stability. Do you have that rock inside of you? Um, actually, I was... Um, reading in the epic times uh yesterday or the day before is an article from maybe a week or a couple weeks ago but um it was a book they were talking about a book called um i forget what the full name of the book was but it's something like x-u-n-z-i and i thought is that shunzi zunzi something like that the the rules of shunzi uh whatever it is um, and that whole book is an ancient book from a couple thousand years ago that says you have to come to this place where they called it fixity, F-I-X-I-T-Y. And then they described what fixity was. And I thought, oh, there's the rock. <laughs> it's They're talking about the rock. If you can't come to this place where you're detached enough and stable enough that nothing moves you, you're moving yourself. You're not caught in all these senseless, dramatic reactions that just piss away your energy left and right and leave you in a heap over in the corner. If you can't get past that, then you're just, you're, they're going to, you know, what is that old saying? Um, you're the grass and somebody else is the lawnmower or something like that. You just keep getting chopped up and run over. But if you can come to this place of fixity or what I call the place of the rock, the rock inside where you have this um, level of detachment and it's not a level of, it, it isn't based on on hatred, it isn't based on disdain, um, it isn't based on I'm better than that, which I hear a lot of that kind of talk. It's based on, uh, it, and he says right in it, you have to be real. You begin to see what's really happening. And then you choose your responses. You recognize patterns. He talks about the patterns. And, and I thought, ah, so this is you know, I thought it was a big thing that I discovered, and it's 2,200 years old in this book. So um, we there's some things that do not change regarding a reality system. And the three-dimensional reality system is so full of sensory delights and so full of excitement and drama. And here we are messing it up. But we talk often about this rock. We actually did a nice video. So I'll post the, the link and the, um, in the description. Oh, but yeah. very briefly, how do you even get there? How do you even find that rock? Because it seems like it's a lifelong process. Um, and now we're getting to the crux of things where things are going to start getting challenging. And